Hello, hello, hello. This your boy, Scribe Nasty, back at it again with another wonderful episode of the Space Age Digital Podcast, aka Sad Pod. And you know, I want to thank y'all for listening. Like I said, I'm getting, I'm trying to get better with these intros, but. Forget all that. We're gonna get into it. Once again, this episode is brought to you by Cashing In Services. Look out for that link. Hit them up. Gonna hear some good ass beats. Get your rap career on point. And without further ado, let's get into the sad podcast. There we go. What's up, Tempo? What's what up, it is? You know what? Hold on. You're going to delete this recording, and I'm going to change my name on here. It don't, it, don't, it don't appear in the video. Cool. All right. Our names, our names on the screen don't appear on the video. I don't know why I keep changing back to this, though, because I've changed it so many times. That's what they want you to be. Nah, they kick. They kiss my ass. <laughs> kiss you don't be you don't be charged by the sun's particles. <laughs> nah, I'm good. <laughs> you get your energy from the sun. <laughs> You're gonna be a breath Aryan. Oh, oh right. a breath Aryan. You never heard that? No, hell no. Them niggas claim they don't eat or drink. All they do is breathe air. Are they a plant? They get their photosynthesis. Mm-hmm. They need less than a plant because they drink, plants only drink water and get nutrients or dirt from dirt. You know what I'm saying? <sighs> they live a very short lifespan. They live a very fraudulent life. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't no way in hell. You're going more than a, a week. I wouldn't say a week. By the time a week comes, shit, you're going to be damn near dead without eating. So what's up, folks? What's been going on? Uh, not much. Same old, same old, really. <laughs> yeah, so, making these moves in the dark. I, I find it interesting, you know, how, you know, during the week we'll message back and forth. And the 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 thing that I think was the funniest thing, uh, talking about this Michigan school shooter, did y'all see what happened to the parents? Mm-hmm. They were on the run. S- oh, and they got caught. They on the run. They were. They ain't hear all that. I'll- now they, they caught now they uh they got a five hundred thousand dollar bond. Why they got a bond at all if they always on run? You know what? Let's let's take it from the top, Tron. I'm sure you can you can find an article for the people who are, are watching us on the, on YouTube. Yeah, but for the at, people that's listening, I'm looking at the article now. That's why I, that's why I said the five hundred thousand dollar bond, according to uh, CNN. I, I just want to take it from the top, though. So for for anybody that might not be in the know, that's not in the United States, we had a school shooting that happened in in northern Michigan. And this kid 
decided to, for whatever reign of reason, because it doesn't seem like he's crazy. He just happened to just say, okay, I'm going to go shoot up in school. Went in, killed five people at this point, right? There's been five people that, that passed away down, right? Mm-hmm. Killed five people, injured some more, and his parents seemed to totally be in the know about him having a weapon and all the things that transpired about him searching for ammunition, having the weapon. And so the kid gets caught, right, of course, at the school. Of course. Kid gets caught, and then the district attorney is like, we are going to be potentially bringing charges on the parents, and as soon as the parents heard it, what happened? Why are they getting charges? They're accomplices to a crime. They helped them. They They bought bought the the weapon. weapon. So so they bought the guns knowing that he was going to do this. They didn't know he was going to do this, but this is what happened. That's why they're being charged with involuntarily manslaughter. That's not, I don't feel like that's fair though. It's like, it's like you, for example, it's like you come to my house taking a piece of wood off it and beating somebody to death with it, and then I get charged with parts of the crime. How I knew you was going to do that but see, with had, that? You had nothing to do with me taking your wood. I stole it from you. This gun was bought and purchased for him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm just saying. I, okay, but, but in no reasonable mind, they would probably think he would do that, though. I mean, you know there were funny? hints. There were hints that he was not stable. Uh, my problem is, is the hints something legally attestable? It can be. You know, for the past couple of weeks, I've been watching a lot of um, OG, original Law and Order. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, with you a 40-year-old white woman? <laughs> no, it's actually pretty good because really? most of because see, I never, I never watched old school Law and Order before. Before I started watching it now, mm. you know, I, I'm, I'm used to SVU. You know, SVU, yeah, love SVU. You know, SVU don't really have too much detail on what goes on in the court. See, OG Law and Order is like half of the episode is them looking for the vet, looking for the uh, suspect. Then the other mm. half is them prosecuting the case. You got a little more courtroom stuff, huh? And the stuff that they do on there. If that is anything based on real life, I can understand how these parents got charged because they they charge they charge people all the time on that show for stuff that they had nothing do. really to <laughs> really to do. With. You know what I'm saying? Like this. You know, they say his parents were, I hate to call them MAGA nuts, but I mean they they were. They were Trump loving, gun toting, MAGA nuts. So and, so, what if I bought you a car and then you shook like somebody with that car? Am I responsible? It depends. How long ago did you buy the car? Does it matter? It, it kind of does. It depends on whether the parents or the person that bought you the car had a reasonable idea that you might do something. See, that's why they were getting tried. Now because they had a reasonable idea. They, 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 the decision is up to the jury now of their trial. I feel like that's not fair. Don't take a deal. Only that'll work to me. I feel like the only way that'll work for me is if you came and told me, 
was like, hey, hey, Scribe Nest, you came to me, it was like, hey, Tempo, I want to kill some people. I want to be, I was like, yeah, let's go buy some guns. Then I can understand that. Even then, once again, if I went there with you, I can't say what you is or what you ain't going to do with whatever I buy you. Well, see, that's the thing about them saying that that is involuntary manslaughter, because if you look at the relationship that the parents had with the kid, it wasn't like what a parent relationship should be. They were treating their kid like he was one of the homies. Like, oh, yeah, I'll buy you a gun. No problem. Oh, shit. And was it? Oh, you it wasn't caught, illegal, though, was it? You got caught with some ammo. Look, look just don't just next time. Just don't get caught. Yeah, that's, that, that's that what, comment. That's what so is that said. illegal, though? We Wait, keep talking about what's been seen. Bad. It's, not, it's not. It's not really about if it's illegal. It's about if you're held culpable of any kind to the crime at hand. Tim's missing if, something, though. So okay. there, was a, there was comments that was leading up to the shooting, right? Because kids in the school was reporting the fact that this kid was whacked out. And that, for instance, the day before the shooting, the kid had been online looking for ammunition, if I'm correct. And it got reported. And so, you know, they called the parents and the and the mom was quoted as saying, oh, you should have did a better job at hiding in the text messages between the kid and the mom. The kid, the kid was caught drawing a picture of him, uh, of a gun and somebody dying with blood everywhere. And they reported the note to the principal mm. and they called the parents up to the school. And the day the parents, before, right? No, the day of, the day of the shooting, the parents had the opportunity to take him home and check his book bag and make sure that the gun was secure. But they didn't. And then they let him go back in the classroom. And then moments later, pop, pop, pop. Right? If anything, it's the negligence of the parents, which is why they're probably getting charged. I, I can understand maybe negligence. But involuntary manslaughter is a little far to me. Hey, sometimes the the system isn't what we think it should be at times. But in this particular instance, I do think it's the correct move because the, these parents seem fraudulent in everything they was doing. I, I agree with the negligence part. They were very see negligence is more of an ideal based on what what the people think. Exactly. When you talk about when you talk about they, that's why they go ahead try it. That's why they get indicted. That's why you but, know, that's why they get indicted. It's yeah, but the, not they. Go ahead. I'm saying it's up to the jury to decide if they're actually held accountable to that. But isn't this the, the case that in the charges kind of like if you charge them too high? I mean, if you don't get them found on that, they just get to walk free. Why don't you just charge them what they actually did? Then? Yeah, that's what they upgrade did. The charges. They didn't upgrade no charge. Those are the charges. They 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 charged with involuntary manslaughter. I don't see involuntary manslaughter though. Because they weren't involved. But exactly. They created the conditions that led to the manslaughter. That you know, is it, negligence. No, negligence was giving him the gun. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's what they did wrong. The, the involuntary That's what they probably legally did wrong. Involuntary manslaughter comes with the fact that they didn't do enough to prevent the, their son. For taking the gun out of the house, you know what I'm saying? They didn't, they didn't, they didn't secure the gun. It wasn't in the case or anything. You know, it's a, it's the same thing. Like if if a five year old get into your gun 
case and shoot a three-year-old. How old was the boy? The boy was 15. Yeah. He's a minor. But he's being charged as an adult. He's being charged as an adult, but he's a minor. Mm. You know, like, if your kid gets your gun and, like, shoot your girlfriend, mm-hmm. you're held accountable to that because that's, you know, that was your gun and you didn't mm-hmm. have it secure. Although this was his gun, it wasn't secure and the gun was purchased by the parents in probably a way that it shouldn't have been. You know, it wasn't like this was a rifle or anything. You know, this was, you know, a handgun. I mean, yeah. I, I believe it's legal for, under you know, underage people to have guns in certain situations. Or certain guns. Or certain guns. That's what I mean. So, him them buying him the gun ain't necessarily the bad part of my, my opinion. I mean, then we take everybody away from every underage person who is actually capable of doing this. It's more about targeting the behavior that they had of negligence rather than the actions they took to that. You get what I'm saying? You know, the lack of actions is more the question. All right, let me, let me, uh, I found, I found the, uh, I found the article. While you put it in the article, I just want to say something about the parents because uh, somebody that I was talking to was saying the most shameful thing about it all is that if you look at the parents being charged, it look like they don't give a damn about the kid. They were just going to flee and let the kid suffer whatever was going to happen to him. And the kid's going to sit in jail knowing that his parents were like, oh, I'm out. And it's just a sad situation all around because there's no love in that family. Oh, just another day to him. You know, it might have been. I mean, if he was willing to go into school and shoot it up, that just tells you the type of home life he really had. Exactly. He shit, he probably knew they was cool with her, you know what I'm saying? All right. <clears throat> Y'all see my screen? So the CNN article goes like this for anybody that's listening. Uh, the parents of Ethan Crumbly, the suspected shooter at the Oxford High School in Michigan, have each been charged with four counts of involuntary manslaughter. Four students. It needs to be updated because it should be five. Yeah, we yeah. can. Four students in the shooting, and six other students and a teacher were wounded. And announcing the charges Friday, Oakland County prosecutor Karen McDonald laid out a disturbing timeline and explaining why James and Jennifer Crumbly, the parents, were charged in the shooting deaths. And she states, and we quote, I want to really be clear that these charges are intended to hold the individuals who contributed to this tragedy accountable, McDonald said, and also send a message that gun owners have a responsibility. And they give a timeline, and we'll just read the cursory of the timeline. The father on November 26th buys the boy gun. And the day before the shooting, Ethan Crumbly's online searches alarms a teacher. This is what we were talking about before with him searching out ammunition. And then the day of the shooting, the teacher finds an alarm and note Ethan Crumbly had written. I want to read that part out if you don't mind. Go ahead. On November 30th, the day of the shooting, Ethan Crumbly's teacher came across a note that alarmed her to the point that she took a picture of it on her cell phone, the prosecutor said. The note contained a drawing of a semi-automatic handgun pointed at the words, the thoughts won't stop, help me. And it included a drawing of a bullet with blood everywhere written above it, McDonald said. Between the drawing of the gun and the bullets is a drawing of a person who appears to have been shot twice and bleeding. Below that figure is a drawing of a laughing emoji, McDonald said. And I I think that's all we really need to get into in, in regards to the article. But I do find it like, is it a failure of the school district too? Because if you're seeing this disturbing behavior, 
he should have been pulled immediately. Well, it says the parents were ordered to get counseling for their son. Ordered, no, he should have been pulled out that pulled day. Out of the school. Because there's no way that the school district, if they thought that this person was a threat, should have allowed him to come back. I agree with that. So if you really yeah. so so you're telling me he just threatened to kill somebody, he got all this shit going on. Y'all think he got a gun and his book bag, and y'all be like, oh, give him some counseling. Oh, but see, but let him come back to school. They didn't know, they didn't know that that, that, that the gun was in the backpack, nor did the parents ask where the gun was. And then the parents resisted. How did they know a gun was there at all? They didn't. No one knew. No one expected the backpack. Oh, okay. And then it said the parents resisted the idea of taking their son out of school and they left without him. See, so the parents didn't even take him home. Which is why he made them. Which is why they made him go back to the classroom. I feel like in situ, I don't know if the school had the power, but the school should have made them take him home. They should have called police. Then it said one o'clock. That day, the school surveillance cameras showed Ethan Crumbly with a backpack. And a minute later, it's in the bathroom without it with a gun in his hand. It's, it, it's, it's really sad that this keeps happening in, in America. And it's actually a good transition point for us because we were going to talk about, uh, about Alec Baldwin, too. Hmm. And I just want to say personally, if, if there was ever a poster child for shutting your mouth, Alec Baldwin should be that kid. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I got something to say about this. <laughs> Go ahead, Tim. That's fucking bullshit. <laughs> that wait, is wait. fucking... But you didn't, you didn't touch the trigger at all, and it just went off. I have I've my ideas never, never heard of a gun doing that. Yeah, I don't think they work like that. Never, never, okay? You got so, a musket, motherfucker? That what you was working with? <laughs> Even those wouldn't go off by itself. You had to do something, drop it. You had to improperly touch the trigger or something. It's, I'm it's just of the up. opinion that Alec Baldwin's lawyer should be pleading with him to just shut his mouth. Man. Like, you I know feel how much money is on the line? And that's the fucked up part. We already, most of America is really already on your side. We understand you didn't cold hardly shoot somebody. We understand it wasn't exactly your fault because you wasn't a person over the guns and shit. We already know about that whole situation. So why you got to come out here and heal with bullshit? Just keep it real. Just keep it fucking real. This, this man is, is in a movie expecting to hold his gun, do his scene, and go about it. You're going to go on national TV and say, okay, I didn't pull the trigger. I just want to let you know, well, you goddamn did something because that you woman is a fucking door now. I, okay, I heard a lot about the situation and I'm, I'm, I'm going with the theory of the person on set who was supposed to be handling guns, they were not the right person. In fact, they told the other people, hey, I don't want to take this job because I don't feel like I'm the right person for this job. But because they had a little issue with money and production and all this shit, they was like, no, just stay. In between the what else working on the shots, they had live bullets in there taking shots in the back. That's how a live bullet got in that motherfucker. Because they had no real person on set. So it's her fault technically, but it's the production team's fault for not allowing her to quit when she said she wanted to quit. It's her fault for staying. 
Yeah, she said she didn't she didn't feel comfortable doing the job. That's on record. Damn. But I believe they just, but they didn't have the money to be going to find other people or whatever the situation with the money was. So they decided to keep her. And while they got still kept her, she allowed the same gun to be used between the, while they're cutting scenes to be used as targeting practice. So they had live bullets in the shooting net cans or whatever the fuck they're shooting at. And then they want to go back and do, put blanks in it and do live shooting, which I'm sure was against, totally against protocol, but she didn't know. She wasn't properly trained for that position. She had no business having that position. I'm pretty, I'm, I, I can't speak for everybody and say, that, you know, we've all held guns. I know that I, I've, I've weapons trained extensively, right? So mm-hmm. the, the first thing that you do when you get a weapon is you check it. You, you treat any weapon like it's live. And if I'm on the range, you know, you got people side by side next to you and everybody's shooting you in a lane, you in a mm-hmm. lane, you in a lane, right? And so all of a sudden, you know, if you handle your weapon, you know, you got your, your weapon either pointed like this downrange, or you got to point it down at the ground, right? Like this, right? Yeah. So all of a sudden, the very first thing you do, if somebody turns towards you and points the weapon towards you, you don't point that at me. Oh, it's a cold gun. I don't give a shit what you said. I believe they all thought it was a cold gun, but I think it's more of a situation where they probably had a bullet in it and put a blank in it at the same time, and that's what caused it to malfunction. And, and hurt the old buddy as well. And well it, it, it was part of that, probably like, um, Brandon Lee, where they had oh, um, the crow. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Well, here's the thing, though. There's a difference, though. The the young lady from from the Alec Baldwin set was killed with a real bullet. Brandon Lee was killed with a squid. They still have the ability to kill. It it was determined when they did his autopsy that the the squid malfunction hit him. He survived a couple of minutes, but bled out there. He died. Yeah, yeah. So they like pretty the much the, um, the, the, the 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 in the Brandon Lee situation, the um, the blank was um, stuck in the barrel, and then when they shot the other blank, the first blank came out, and it had enough force. Yeah, to be a projectile, but I don't think that was the case. It is. She got killed with a real bullet. I believe they had. They had. They thought they cleared the gun and put a blank in there for the scene or whatever they was going to do. And they end up shooting the real bullet through the blank. That's why it had that kind of effect. And so, two people seriously hurt. One person you know, this, died. This whole situation goes on. And I'm, a, I'm appalled somebody died from the weapon. I'm also appalled that Alec Baldwin, regardless of however he feels, like if I was his lawyer, I wouldn't let him go on TV, although it might be a smart move because, you know, he's essentially polluting the potential jewelry pool. I say get on TV and be honest. Don't hit me with this bullshit. We we know what's up, man. Just be real. What what do you think he should say? That I, I didn't know. I I you know I, I thought there was a blank in there and it was an accident. Of course you pulled the trigger. But I'm sure you didn't pull the trigger thinking that she would kill her. I'm I'm absolutely sure of that. No matter what anybody say, you can't say that you look at Alec Baldwin and you see murder in his eye. All right, <laughs> he is. I can. I, I. I don't know him personally, but I was. I would say he at least is a decent old person. He worked with plenty of people. Nobody has any bad thing ever said anything about him from Tracy Morgan to anybody else. They all love except, except the paparazzi. <laughs> you hate them bastards. Of course, fuck the paparazzi. I, I understand that, but when it comes to actors who actually work with him, everybody loves him. So I don't think he shot her out of malice, but 
he was given a loaded gun that he didn't know was loaded. And he was doing what he was supposed to do. You can't fault him in, on that sense. Now, does he have some liability because he connected with production? Production is the one who allowed this girl to be on. That's a different story. But the act of doing it, we all know that was an accident. Uh, for the people who are watching on YouTube and for the people that's listening, you know, we got one of the articles up about it from NPR. And Alec Baldwin's statement goes like this. I cocked the gun. I go, can you see that? Can you see that? Can you see that? He added, and then he let the hammer go. And the gun goes off. And the very first thing to me is, I don't know if too many people know this about these old school Colt uh, pistols. You can cock the hammer back. And if it strikes that that bullet, you don't have to pull the trigger. You can just nobody remembers the, the old school westerns where you just hitting the hammer and not the, the trigger. That's exactly yeah. what he did. And, yeah. and, and so that's why I say it's dumb for him to be on TV because he just pretty much admitted, I didn't shoot her. I didn't pull the trigger. You didn't have to pull the trigger, stupid. You were just did something. You you killed her though. Yeah, damn straight he did. Go ahead and get get your uh, tear drop tattoo right now on your eye. I would respect the fuck out of that shit. Boss, boss baby got a body. <laughs> For real. So, so Scribe, you got anything you want to want to say to, to to wrap up your thoughts on this? Um, I ain't really got too much to say. Um, I know it was an unfortunate incident. I don't know if it. By, by the way, nobody here is not not making fun of this young lady that passed away. I don't, make sure you say that. I, I don't know that. I don't know the jury's still out on whether or not it was an accident. Like I said, I've been watching a lot of Law and Order. It's kind of how these episodes start. Hmm. It's kind of how these episodes start. Yeah, I don't think Adam Baldwin meant to kill her. Maybe somebody else loaded the gun or something like that. It was some sort of shit like they don't hit me. But I, ve- I, I don't think Adam Baldwin meant to kill See, her. See, that's why. That's why. The, that's the why only I go thing back. I got to say about it to, to finish off. Go ahead. I was going to say is I hope that everybody said that it was a little bit of stuff going on that morning. Right. So I hope it wasn't one of those situations where somebody was like, oh, I'm going to be spiteful and just leave this damn bullet in the gun. And I hope it's not something like that that comes out later on. Like, oh, we just wanted to ruin Alec Baldwin's day. Well, you ruined a lot of fucking people's day if you did something stupid like that. Yeah. And see this and this this would go this would tie back to the. uh to the first topic with the parents. Like if, like what what if Alec Baldwin, Alec Baldwin was the gun, maybe he was the murder weapon. Maybe somebody loaded yeah. a real bullet into that gun, hoping that as soon as he start playing with it, he hits the, the woman. Maybe she was oh. sought up to get killed by Alec Baldwin. Or maybe she was the target. Yeah, because it also hit the uh, director of the movie in his shoulder. Maybe, I mean, maybe it, you put it like that. It could have been they thought he was going to do something else, but he ended up doing this. You know what I'm saying? The, the, like I said, the only conspiracy theory I can think of, they were like, oh, we're going to ruin his day, thinking that, oh, he was going to point it somewhere, wasn't going to hit anybody, go off and scare the shit out of him. And that's, that's it. Cause, but that's too deep, almost. I feel like Arkham's Razor and this shit where it was all an accident and ill training and ill prep and not being prepared type yeah. shit. Yeah, that's more likely what it was, but you know, we could throw out these theories for now Let's until the truth me. comes out. So I got, a, I got a question for y'all. 
I was I was going to talk about the the Great Resignation Street, but I kind of want to pivot to Chris Cuomo. I'm curious. <laughs> so this Bama Chris Cuomo got fired on his day off, no less. Technically, <laughs> even though they had suspended him, it was a Saturday. They fired this man on a Saturday from his job for helping his brother doing his. Uh, how do you say it? his sexual harassment charges when he was governor of New York? Mm-hmm. And the the very first thing is if what did CNN expect Chris Cuomo to do if his brother was asked him to help him? Stick his head in the hole and go after him like everybody else did. I mean, I think, I think this is one of those things that are probably supposed to happen because Chris Cuomo got that job because of his brother. Because of his ties to, you know, the political world in terms of his brother, his dad, you know, his dad was the mayor of uh, New York back in the day. I've known people, I've seen people's uh, birth certificates with their nigga name on it. So, you know what I'm saying? But, and Chris Cuomo, he had a, he had a sexual harassment allegation against him too. At CNN, no. didn't he? Yeah, no, no. When he worked for ABC News, but oh. you know what I'm saying? They want to keep him on. Handled. They want to keep him on as long as possible because he has the highest rated show on CNN. Mm-hmm. And the only reason he got fired is because CNN is no longer owned by AT and T. It's owned by Discovery. And and the, Discovery's um, all family. And the, uh, no, it ain't all family. If you, I got a subscription to Discovery Plus. It's not all family. <laughs> but what Discovery do have is a new CEO that's in charge of both Warner Brothers, which is the parent company of CNN and Discovery Communication because they've merged because AT&T is broke. <laughs> they, they, yeah. selling, they selling everything. They, they done sold DirecTV and now they selling Warner Brothers and HBO Max and all that stuff. Because HBO Max and Discovery is supposed to merge into one streaming service. Discovery Max Go or some crap. Whatever. Whatever they name it. Stupid ass name. It'll probably just stay, it, it'll probably just stay HBO Max. But because okay. you know, brand recognition. But one of the first because he because the new CEO was in the office with the guy that's in charge of CNN when they were making a decision to get rid of him. Because the new, the new CEO plans to revitalize CNN altogether and turn it back to an actual news organization and not, you know, a, a, a news entertainment channel like what they all are. Because none of them are technically j- journalists. Right? I found that out with the, uh, <clears throat> with the cases that was against... Uh, Rachel Maddow and Tucker Carlson. What you mean? I don't understand. They both had liable suits against them, but they got out of their lawsuits because they were actually able to argue that they aren't actual journalists and their shows aren't actually news shows. They're entertainment shows. And they are entertainers. They're talk show Mm -hmm. hosts. Just like Chris Cuomo. He's a talk show host. You know what I'm saying? He's not actually a journalist. He probably didn't do journalism in a long time. Well, Which Chris Cuomo started out as a as a lawyer, and how he, I mean, he most pretty of, much pivoted because of, of his most of them on TV. Most of the most of the anchors that's on TV were lawyers. 
You know what I'm saying? Megan Kelly was a lawyer. They put her out, they put her straight from the law um, firm and threw her on TV. All of them lawyers. You know what I'm saying? None of them are actual, actual <laughs> journalists. The journalists are the ones you don't see hosting shows. They do segments. The correspondents. The correspondents. The people that's actually on in these streets putting in this work. <laughs> So what was it that made CNN decide to finally say, okay, now nah, we got to pull the trigger on this? Because he's, he was he was toxic to the brand because Chris Cuomo was actively trying to trash. His brother. No, not only that, but he was actively trashing the, um, the accusers. And he was um, giving his brother details on what type of stories they're going to run and to make sure mm-hmm. that he stay on top of it. Essentially working as a spy within CNN for his brother. But wouldn't that, do, wouldn't that be something they all would do? They have a family member in this situation? Yeah, it's a complete uh, conflict of interest. But, and that's what he did. You know, yeah, he, yeah you're going to help your brother out. But you got to deal with the consequences of helping your brother out too. I mean, can you really say that these media brands are are really interested in conflicts of interest? I don't want to compare. No, they wasn't. That's why he got hired, because he's nothing but a conflict of interest. You know what I'm saying? He's an insider. You know what I'm saying? He's from one of the most powerful families in New York. The Cuomo family is powerful in New York. Dad was the mayor. Big brother was the governor. Chris Cuomo is the hottest thing on CNN. Or was. 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 Keyword. I mean, what's to stop him from saying, okay, I'm going to go to Fox News, which is what I honestly expect. You don't have, no, no, Fox News trash him too much. No. I mean, he already has a, a, a talk show, a talk radio show and a podcast. He's going to be all right. He's just not going to be on CNN. Well, the other question is going to be, you know, they fired him. The question is, what was left on his contract? They probably was going to pay it out. When, <laughs> when, when NBC fired Megyn Kelly, before they fired her, she had a $60 million contract with NBC. Once they canceled her, because of that whole blackface thing, mm-hmm. once they canceled her, NBC had to pay out the rest of her contract. Which was like $45 million or something like that, right? Yeah, because they hadn't already paid her already. That's just the mm-hmm. rest of it. And now, now, now she, now she's doing great. She got a YouTube podcast, all that stuff. So using that money, great is different than mine. <laughs> it's great because now she's not only sitting on all those millions, but then because of her podcast and YouTube and her name recognition, she is getting more chat checks. You know what I'm saying? That's a bag on top of a bag. She is doing mm-hmm. great. She's not on TV no more, but she don't have to be. She's on some of bigger TV. Again, CNN's Chris Cuomo's top ratings is nothing. He he was the highest rated thing on CNN, but he only really get by 150,000 views a night. In comparison, Fox get four times that much in the same time slot. CNN is actually doing worse than HLN, which is their sister yeah. channel. 
In comparison, more comparison, Mr. Beast. He's losing losing the forensic files. And in more comparison, Mr. Beast came out with a video that did almost 50 million in in 24 hours. Exactly. What video was this? That that squid game. Yeah, that squid game joint. That shit was actually kind of tight, too. Yeah, I seen that. I will have to link it to me because I have not seen it. The point he, is, he recreated all the Squid Games. It's almost like without it's devil. almost like you you can go out there and do the fuck ever because they pay you out and then you come back and make more money because exactly. YouTube is almost a bigger platform than any of those news channels. So so what y'all saying is him losing his CNN platform just led to him having a bigger platform. Yep. Yeah. Because he he because he CNN got to pay out his contract, which is millions, and then he can use that millions to do his own thing or do nothing, just sit back and chill for the rest of his life. He don't have to do anything. That's why it's not a bad thing on him. It's more of a bad reflection on CNN. Than well, anything. CNN might be losing their other anchor too because they talking about Don Lemon got a <laughs> a sexual harassment charge on him. Yeah, Don Lemon. Yeah, Don Lemon grabbing dicks. Like like what? like old buddy at the job back in the day, Tim. Oh. Uh, <laughs> we'll keep we'll, no, we'll I take keep that, that for I take the, that, uh, I take that back. I take that back. He didn't he 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 wasn't grabbing dicks. He was more like grabbing his own dick and telling the nigga to smell it. That's what Don Lemon did. Don Lemon put his hand down his pants and told the dude, told the dude to sniff. Do you like D or do you like P? When, yo, there's no way Don Lemon did this. I mean, no, no, no. I believe it because I remember watching the CNN um, New Year's Eve um, thing a couple years ago, and Don Lemon mm. was super drunk. Thomas, said, should I get my nipples pierced? I think I should, I think <laughs> I'm gonna go get my nipples pierced. And a little white anchor that was standing was sounding like, all right, Don, that's enough. And then they cut back to Anderson Cooper. <laughs> He's too no, drunk. He the real him start up. coming up. <laughs> the real him, he get drunk, and this happened at a bar. You know what I'm saying? His incident happened at a bar, so, so I can see Don Lemon getting drunk off them, off them Long Island iced teas, getting getting super slaw, and putting his hand down his pants yeah. and telling niggas to smell his fingers. Fingers smell like gay balls. So yeah, I believe it. I believe I believe all accusers. But it's it's one thing if you and I don't even see how that works because you're out at a bar, you do something now. You yeah, I really am because I really don't know how to proceed from that. It's like okay, I did something stupid at a bar, like most people do. Now you want to get me fired for my for my hundred thousand dollar a year job or whatever you want to call it. Hundred thousand dollar, yeah, he gets he gets. um, I I know, like six million dollars a year. Don Lemon makes Don Lemon makes more money than most people in this country a day than they do a whole year. Well, if you get fired, it's a wrap. They probably just get rid of his money. They probably probably get rid of him just because because the ratings are so low. CNN has been trying. They've been trying to sell CNN for like the past five six years. You said nobody want to buy it. No, well, nobody is doing as good as Fox, but Fox has a way of just, you know, keeping the fire on them hot. And it's not like Fox is, he, is, is, is he, that. See, I, I got a theory about that. Go ahead. 
the, it, the reason why Fox News ratings are so high is not because they are better. It's because the majority of their audience are the people who still have cable. Right? Ain't nobody under 40 really got cable like that. And that'd be the most, that'd be mostly CNN and MSNBC's audience. Right? If you, if you 40 and under, the chance, the, the likelihood that you got cable and you're actually watching TV at that specific time is slim. Ain't too, ain't too many people 40 and under is, 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 is sitting at the house at nine o'clock watching Chris Cuomo. It's not gonna happen. <laughs> but if you like, <laughs> but if you like 65 and then you at the house, you probably got cable or satellite and you're probably gonna watch, uh, what come on at night, Sean Hannity. You're probably gonna watch Tucker Carlson and you're more than likely gonna true. be white. You're gonna be white and old and conservative. I know. I work with an old white conservative. That's what they do. He has a subscription to both Fox Nation and The Blaze. The Blaze. The Blaze. Glenn Beck. He got a he had a bookshelf full of conservative books. Your Ann Coulter's, your Mark Levins, your your, your Glenn Betts, your Bill O'Reilly's. He got the whole book collection. I'm telling you. I don't want to say anything bad about Glenn Beck. You might watch the show and uh Want to talk about it's bad, but he won't trust me. I've seen a couple of them Glenn, them Glenn Beck shows. They 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 talk bullshit and sell dog products. I was gonna say, goddamn, I thought Glenn Beck fell off. No, he hasn't. He owns the Blaze. The Blaze is like the biggest conservative streaming service out there. Next to Fox. Next to Fox. It's Fox, the Blaze, and then all the other ones like Newsmax and OAN and whatever. So we can we can pivot into what we wanted to talk about before before this, which was the great resignation. You know, cats getting fired like Cuomo and potentially Don Lemon. And who was it that that brought it up? It was Utron, right? Yeah. So I don't understand people's fascination with around the great resignation, why they don't understand why people are quitting jobs in droves. But see, most of that is a myth. What do you mean? Most of that is a myth. The, the conversation around the Great Resignation is, is that it's really, it's really two, it's really two fronts, but both of them are kind of false. The first front is where people don't want to go to work because they receive money from the government and bullshit. yada yada yada. That's bullshit. Mm-hmm. The government don't really give you nothing. They really don't. They're trying to first. They're trying to blame the stimulus checks, but that wasn't nothing. Then they try to say the unemployment benefits, but the majority of the people didn't get unemployment benefits because in order to get unemployment benefits, the emergency unemployment benefits, your job had to be erased because of COVID. And if you're working at a restaurant during COVID, you didn't lose your job, so you didn't get no benefits. If you were cashier at Kroger's during COVID, you ain't getting no unemployment benefits. Mm-hmm. Like the majority of the people the majority of the people that make less than $15 an hour, which is what they what people want the minimum wage to go up to, they didn't stop working during the pandemic unless you worked at a restaurant that was shut down or a bar or something, like a bartender or whatever. Majority of the people were still working. McDonald's never shut down during the pandemic. Never. You know what I'm saying? Kroger yeah. did not shut down during the pandemic. Walmart was still open. 
You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Not a single hospital was shut down. No healthcare facility at all. Right? So the majority of the people who got those unemployment benefits were people who they who jobs were deleted, who, who jobs were, they ain't no snapped out of here, which was not the majority of the people. So you can't blame them for the great resignation. And then the other side of the coin is people were quitting the jobs because they paid too little and it was crappy. No, I believe that was a total lie as well. Well, I believe what was happening was that these jobs, especially in the fast food industry, were using the um, excuse of people quitting to not hire more people so they can pay for less work. So they can. So if you have a McDonald's and they only got two people working in there, those two people are doing a job of six. Mm-hmm. They're not paying six people. And they're not paying those two people the price of six people. They 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 money did not triple. You they know what I'm saying? It. They they saving it. They were banking on that. That's why all their revenues went up because their overhead went down and they're lying to quick. you. I'll be right back. All right. And, and they're lying to you saying that, oh, we gotta shut down the drive-through because nobody wants to work. That's not the case. You're just not hiring because you're trying to you're trying to burn out the people that are already there, and then when they get burnt out, you're just gonna replace them with two more people instead of having a full staff. So something interesting got talked about uh, with a couple cats in my job, right? And I think it 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 hits the nail right on the head for for some of this when people are talking about it, right? So I'm pretty sure right now if you look like online. They're talking about like everybody's hiring, right? Like all these companies are hiring, right? Mm-hmm. But if you talk to pretty much anybody that we know that are actively looking for work, right? How many of them have put in for jobs and said, oh, you know, I put in for a job. And then they said, no, we don't need you, right? But this same place just got done advertising like 20 positions, but yet they ain't hired nobody for these positions yet. And what my buddy at work was saying was that, Everybody that could take out a, a, a PPP loan, right? Mm-hmm. They took out the PPP loans. And depending on what company you were, like we'll take Kanye, right? Kanye's company got like a, over like 1.8 million, right? As a PPP loan. But like his, his company wasn't struggling. So, you know, it's going to come a time when they got to pay those loans back, which if I'm correct, Kanye's shoe company did pay that loan back. So, let me make sure I'm not liable for that. But uh, a lot of these companies are like, okay, hey, if we say that we're advertising for positions, but we don't hire nobody, we don't have to pay the loan back because we're actively hiring people. Just because you're actively hiring doesn't mean you got to take them in. Exactly. Mm. That's why I say it's a myth. And it's, it's really meant to like scare up people to vote however they want them to vote. Because it's not it's not that people are quitting their jobs and droves. Yeah, people are quitting, but the ones that are quitting are like, you know, young people who don't really have any, you know, real responsibilities like that. Like if I'm 17 and, and I'm it is only me and another dude working at this restaurant, yeah, I'ma quit. I done I mean, been in, I done been in restaurants where 
I done, I done talked to a waitress. I had went to this restaurant on a date. And I talked to the waitress. The waitress was like, this is my last day. They're like, man, people, people, they come, they, they come, they yell at me, they, they cuss me out because they have to wait four to five minutes because, you know, social distancing and all that. And like when they have to, when, when like, I don't know, I don't know how they're doing it now, currently, but at that time, you know, you're going to have a certain amount of people in the restaurant. Mm-hmm. So it usually come with a wait time. And sometimes it'd be like a four to five minute wait. And then they don't have that much staff in the kitchen to cook the food. So, it, so you have to wait even more, which agitates people and they get all riled up and mad and don't leave a tip. And a young lady told me like, shoot, yesterday I only had, I only got a $1 tip the whole day. That's why I'm quitting. And I can imagine that her story is not unique at all. That probably happens everywhere all the time. And she won number like 18, 19. And the thing is, in this situation about the people that are inside of the great resignation, at least the people who are quitting, is that how are these companies talking about like, oh, nobody wants to work for us, which is bullshit again. But yeah, that's just drumming up sympathy to have mm-hmm. you to have you feel a certain type of way. In but reality, CEO is about to make 16 million this year. In reality, the people that are actually participating in the great resignation have the necessary savings and resources to do that. Right? These are people that are a part of what is commonly known as the professional managerial class. You know, accountants, people that work in the office, you know, your Jims and Pams and Dwight's. You know what I'm saying? Jim, Jim, Pam and Dwight and, and Angela and Oscar and Kevin and all of them, they can quit their job because a lot of times, either, either their job can be done from the house like they can work from home or they probably got enough money saved up so where they can take a couple of months off and not work and, and invest in something else and do something else or start their own little Etsy business or whatever. <laughs> whatever it is that's going to keep them busy while they find something else. Right. They got enough money to make more money, not doing traditional stuff. But if you work in, like most people work, in a job that pays less than $15 an hour, the majority of the country makes less than 35000 a year, right? So the majority of the country would not be able to participate in the Great Resignation because if they quit their jobs, they're homeless and starving. You know what I'm saying? The kids won't have no shoes and none of that good stuff. Because in order, like, in, 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 in talking about, like, the child tax credit, you have to be a taxpayer to get that money because that's one of the, that's one of the things that they're saying is leading the people not wanting to work, which is not true because you have to have a job to get the tax credit because that's a part of your tax refund. By the way, there's a trick to that. If, if most people don't know, let's listen to it. Right. So let's just say during the course of 2021, you was getting a child tax credit. Right. And they're like, oh, well, we're going to afford you this fourteen hundred dollars this month and then they skip a couple months. And they say, okay, we're going to give you the next installment of it. Well, when it comes time for you to do taxes, that child tax credit that you would normally see that would make your taxes easier, it's not going to be that way when you file your taxes next year. No, because not- see, cause see the, 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 uh, the tax credit that they're giving out now is for that first 3600 that you would get per child. Because it's like 3600 per child. 
that mm-hmm. first one been chopped up, it's really been cut in half. Well, no, nah, nah, they made it permanent now because of the uh, infrastructure bill. Because it was supposed to end this month. This will be. This was supposed to have been the last month for it. Mm-hmm. And that money is, is is coming off the top of that thirty six thousand that you would have already gotten during your tax return. So that so half of that is gonna automatically be gone off your next tax refund check. Mm-hmm. I looked in, I looked in that because I got dependents. So I I receive the Joe Biden check every month. I get I get five hundred dollars every month. But that money is coming from the tax return that I would have gotten in like February next year. That's where that money comes from. It's not oh. coming from the Federal Reserve. They're not printing that to put in my pockets. That's money that I've already paid in and I already supposed to have gotten. It just got it just been given to me early. Is it getting your loan? Installments. It's not even a yes, loan. Yes, essentially it's a loan. No, it's not a loan because you don't you don't pay that back. Because that was money that you were already supposed to get, it just came early, and in pieces. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? That thirty six hundred is per child on your tax return. So if you got like three dependents, that's thirty six hundred per dependent hmm. per child. That first thirty six hundred is what was chopped in half, and was supposed and was given out throughout the year when they started, but they made it permanent now. So that's going to be continuous. So the more they do that, the less and less the actual tax refund check is going to be because you're already getting that money. Instead of waiting for that lump sum in February, you're getting it throughout the month based on the criteria of the number of kids you got and the age. For example, on mine, I have two child dependents that's over the age of six. So that's 250 per child because kids six to 17, you would get 250 per child and any child that's under six, you get 300. So like you got like a baby that was born before you filed your taxes last year, you would get 300 for that kid. And if you got like a two year old, you get 300 for that kid. And if you got like a um, a four, a four year old, you get 300 for that kid. So that's 900 a month up to that 3600 mm-hmm. so yeah it's time it's time for me to have some, that, some kids this would be the time Shit. to have children cuz if you don't have kids or you don't have no child no child dependence on your tax returns you ain't get none of that which is the majority of young people because we have a um you know we have a um, a birth crisis in a, in a country it's not, enough, like it. it's not enough people my age and younger having kids and actually working jobs and paying taxes to receive that. So that's another part of the great resignation myth. That is a myth. Mm. Ain't nobody's quitting their job because they're getting $500 a month from the government. That that pays nothing. Nothing. That's like that's like a phone bill and a, and a bag of cookies. Yep, that there. ain't nothing. So let me ask you a question. This uh, this is probably a good point for us to to segue off. And uh, again, going out of order. As a a person with the dependents, you had brought up something during the week in regards to stepfathers. And 
if you can pull that up, that clip that we have in our messages, that'd be great. Because I'm sorry, I, I howled laughing when, when I saw that picture. Because it'd be one thing for me to be somebody's uh, stepfather. It's another thing for me to be like, oh, yeah, me and this dude going to be like ultra cool <laughs> with each other and taking pics like this. This is crazy. But uh, who was it that posted this? Hey, it was me. This, this, Go ahead. You can take the lead is, on this one. This, this I'm, is still, Trump, I'm trying not to laugh. This is a Trump post. I saw this picture um, from uh, Dr. Boris Watkins. Y'all know about him. But, in, but essentially, it's about uh, this picture of two men standing with a little girl with the caption, what y'all think about the biological daddy and the stepdaddy taking a picture with the daughter like this? And I saw this, I just shook my head. I mean, it's funny. But at the same time, I mean, it's kind of cool they get along, I guess, that good. You know what I'm saying? The little girl going to have some love in her life, you know what I'm saying? It's, so it's, I, I, I think we look at it as it's funny, but at the end of the day, it's about the kids. It is, but at the same time. Maybe that's what she wanted. You know what I mean? I'm not gonna front the kid if she was like, "Oh, I want to take a picture with, with you know both my father." Both my exactly. I mean, was you, was you gonna say no? Like, no, nah, sure, that shit gay. <laughs> <laughs> no, them taking the picture is not necessarily the the problem. What's the problem then? I think I think the problem is the idea of being the stepdaddy. I mean, I'm, I'm point. I don't know which one is the actual daddy. Yeah, at this point, I, I assume because they they look, yeah. they look sort of alike, and he looked kind of different. Yeah, me, I, me I, I agree with that. Me personally, I could have been in this situation. This could have been me. I mean, I could, I could, I could, I, I could have been this nigga right here, and this could, this could have been their daddy, and this could have been the kids. And as a person, and, and this this come from my experience. This is no, this is no manosphere. This is no Kevin Samuels, uh, uh, no fresh and fit type of talk right now. This is just this is actual Tron experience. And like I said, I was almost a stepdad, and it was not a good experience for me. I never felt more emasculated in a relationship. By the mother or the father? This the whole situation. Because the father was in their life. Like it, like, like it made me feel some type of way every time the phone rang and it said phone call from daddy. And I'm looking like, oh yeah, that's right. These ain't my kids. But I, ain't gonna, I ain't gonna lie, the little boy tried me on, on the first day. But I couldn't do nothing. You know why? Ain't they I ain't their daddy. I had to take that disrespect till mom got home. So, I, actually, I, I got a really solid question for you because is is that more? I don't want to say that it's ego, but I don't think I have another way to say it. No, like, it's ego. It's, it's exactly ego. Because for me, it felt like if I'm if I'm doing all this daddy shit, I would rather do this with my seeds. You know what I'm saying? None of this is my. None of this is me. And 
as and of course, at the end of the relationship, I have no relationship with the kids. So should 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 this guy break up with the mom? That relationship that he built, he don't have. He don't oh. have all the time, money, and resources that he put into his kid will go for nothing. I agree. Essentially nothing. Because that's what happened to me. All my time, money, and resources essentially went to nothing. Can you say how long this relationship lasted? Three years. Well, you should do like me. You know what I do? Okay. Oh <laughs> this might sound fucked up, but hear me out. I don't got shit to do with that nigga on responsibility level. All right? Like, on some real shit. Like, I'm I'm more of the person that's just hanging with your mom type shit. Like, I ain't your daddy. I ain't your stepdad. I ain't gonna tell you what to do. I might suggest to you what to do. But if you do it, you don't do it, I'm just gonna tell your mom. You know what I'm saying? I ain't gonna get mad. None of that shit. You come at me funny and be like, all right, and just let it go until, once again, your mom, because I don't give a shit. You ain't my child until I had that kind of time with your mom. And then I, I get into that role. It probably see, like and see that's probably the best way to be because at the time I actually gave a shit, Mm-mm. and that's and that's and that's what fucked it up. <clears throat> see, first I date the girl. Once we in a relationship, yes. then I may address that. But I, before I even get to a point of relationship, I got to feel like whatever I want to do and how I want to play that role is going to be acceptable. I, it's okay for me not to be their daddy. You know what I'm saying? It's okay for me just to be a nigga here. Some things got to be really well spelled out. Yeah. yeah. Like I said, most of the people I end up fucking with, that's how it is. Like, they don't expect me for, they don't expect for me to be that person for their child. Like, they already got their father, whatever. So I'm just a nigga they know. You know what I'm saying? You just listen to me. Like another teacher, you would probably have that same kind of respect for. You know what I'm saying? And to be fair, to be fair, that's exactly how it was in my situation. The only reason I got out of that relationship because I realized that I wasn't gonna have no kids. And I can't, I can't, I can't be a stepdaddy without actually being an actual dad. Why ain't you gonna have no kids? Well, actually, it was because she was kind of too old. Hmm. What's you know what too old? Uh she had just turned 41. That's not too old. But she had all sorts of medical issues as well. And she just became a grandma. Mm. Mm. So Yeah, I see. I, I, I understand that. I had to get out of there because... If, if she I was say, a healthy 41-year-old, you could have got her pregnant. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, I wouldn't say maybe if she was a healthy 41-year-old. You said she would have all kinds of medical issues. That's different. I was but like, no, a healthy 41... Healthy 41 ones are giving babies these days. Like, real talk. Yeah. She you know, medicine there. and shit. So, so you know, it, it it is it is you know, conditional, but for me personally, and like just how I felt and how how often these situations come up, I feel like I can't I can't put myself in a situation to take care of other people's children without having no children of my own. There's there's no benefit in it. There's no benefit in it. You know what I'm saying? There's no there's no legacy building. With other people's children, right? Like I couldn't, I couldn't build no legacy with her kids. They are his mm-hmm. legacy. They're not my legacy. You know, well, what I'm saying? these, these are these yeah, are my, my descendants. 
on some real shit, how was he as a father? Was he actually like involved like in a good way or he was just a, a, a fucking roadblock in the road? Both. His, his involvement was so good that it was a roadblock. You know what I'm saying? I, this 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 doesn't this this doesn't sit with me. I ain't trying to sit and you know what I'm saying have lunch with this nigga and, and drink beers and and chill and hang out with him and get no no. Cause to me, it felt like it was just another dude in the relationship. Like it be, it, it was like it was like a weird threesome. It'd been like a re- a weird threesome. Nah, son. You know what I'm saying? Nah, I ain't really. I'm more, I'm more of a I'm more of a a, a private type person. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it was just it was just other it was, it was other stuff that was going on that just kind of made me go, hmm. It was like just real questionable. You know what I'm right. saying? So did the you know? I think it's hard whenever you're dating someone with, with kids, right? So. Maybe not initially, but in the middle of of you dating this woman, how are the children? Like, was was the love there from the kids to you, and vice versa, or or was it just dead? I don't think it was like a a love thing. It was probably more like, you know, like I I was mama's friend. That's the role you got to play, and that's the role I did play. But I wanted more, and there was no more to have. That's and that was as well. And that was my problem. You know what I'm saying? So the kids were like overall cool, but you know, it just wasn't that deep. Yeah. Like the kids were so cool that it made me want to have my own kids. Damn, I've never heard you say that. But these weren't my kids. You see what I'm saying? Mm. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, this is not my blood. You know what I'm saying? I can't get a kidney from them. You know what I'm saying? If I if I if I get rich. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna leave my money with them. You know what I'm saying? This is not my legacy. This is not a continuation of my gene pool. You know what I'm saying? Do, do you I guys look, still talk? No. Not the kids. The you and the mom. No. No, I don't mm. move. I don't move down. Shoot, I, I don't look. I don't look behind. I look ahead. <laughs> I feel you. Um, I'm. I'm not mad at it. I just. I was, I look behind, I get mad about that shit. You know, thinking about people in, in this situation, I don't see how people do it. Like, if I'm somebody's stepfather, okay, rule, rule number one when I'm dating anybody, just in general, like, if I'm going to be with you, whoever used to be in your life, like, for instance, right, all the, all the young ladies that I've dated in my life, I'm friendly with, but they're not directly involved in my life. That That can't be. Like, I, think, I, just, I just can't see it. I think one thing different. I, I see, to me, personally, I see dating and being in a relationship as two different things. Yeah, dating is... I have no problem with dating. Or with dating. Kids. Once again, I ain't, I ain't trying to get involved with your kid at all. We just dating. Yeah. Once as we're long, in a relationship... As, as long as you and your situation with your kids don't affect the dating. Like, even, I'm... I, I'm at the point where I'm like, shoot, I ain't paying for no babysitters. Oh no! If, if you if you can't get out, then you can't get out. You know what I'm saying? Trying trying to do baby trying ain't paying for no babysitter. You you find somebody watch your kids and we go out. Yeah, because that's your situation. And most of the time, 
once again, I don't know if it's just me over the past few years. I've tailored myself towards females. When I get them, they don't, that's not even expected of me. That's not even a thought in their head, like, oh, this nigga gonna pay for the babysitter or nothing. It's more like shit. I guess once you figure out what you kind of want and, and I, I like with these females, you're going to attract them and when you attract them, they're going to have, it's pretty much predetermined things that's always going to be like, all right. Like I have, most of the women I date don't want, you know, they have the same mindset I do. Why am I involved with your kid? We just date. Tight shit. That's weird. I don't need to know your child. Nah, it's this. That village isn't happening until we in, in something deeply committed. And then once I even decide to be in a relationship with you, even once your child is a thing, nigga, I'm just a nigga duh. Mm-hmm. A smart ass nigga duh. <laughs> I ain't gonna be mean to nothing, but at the same time, I ain't got too much to say or offer when it comes to things revolving them. That's all on you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> if, I, if I help out, it's because I wanted to, not because you needed me to. Ooh, that done got a little old. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> Can't take take them shots straight. Ooh. Hey, the camera ain't gonna show up. This at this at Ciroc Brandy. So Diddy holler at a sponsor. Most of the, most of the females, like I said, they got that. I, I prefer. I, I don't know. I just feel like I prefer for you all to have that kind of issue already solved in your head, whatever. Like I've never or haven't recently been with a female. I said I recently. And I've been with a female who had a questionable relationship with her baby's father. It's already well defined. You know what I'm saying? Either he ain't shit or he take care of the kids and they're, that's just uh, what they do. They have no like personal ties or nothing like that. They just talk about between the kids. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I for one, just, if if we're dating, it's, it's us. And, and whatever, because it, it's just pretty much going to come down to, okay, we're, we're just dating as casuals, whatever. But once the relationship becomes serious, my, my only parameters is that, okay, and I might do every once in a while for the kids because, you know, if it's if it makes you happy, okay, cool. But the the attachments in your life can't become a significant headache to mine. Exactly. And we're trying yeah. Because once those roadblocks get thrown up, once you hit the first one, like for me, I don't I hate using red flags, but you know, okay, red flag number one, whoever is your baby's father is if they're too much into her life, not necessarily the kids, but too yeah. much into her life. No, hell no. Like, well, I'll never date you then. I will see that while I, I will yeah, never be in a relationship with you. I'll see that while we dating. That's how we're gonna stay dating. <laughs> yeah, that's, and that's what was starting to happen in my situation. That's what that's another They're reason. Too why friendly. Had, yeah. You know what I'm saying? They talk on the phone every day for like an hour or so. Oh no, play oh, no. And I'm sitting right, I'm sitting, I'm sitting in, I'm sitting in the room right next to it, right in the bed, just sitting there like. Yeah. So you know what? We we looking at it from one angle, but what happens if you flip it? What happens? You know, we're you know, we're men, we've been in relationships, so. What do ladies say? Matter of fact, here, let me let me say it clear. Like, I, like I've said before, I'm friends with every woman that I've ever dated, with the exception of one. And she was just slap crazy. So it's not going to happen. But, you know, we, we talk, we're, we're friendly, but I only one person that I was kind of sort of serious with before the person I'm with now that I would say that, oh, if she called me up, I would say, OK, hey, 
I would tell the, my spouse, like, hey, I'm going to go do for person X because that's just the type of couple we are in terms of helping. But it wouldn't be one of those, oh, I'm still in love with the broad. I'm messing with her every day. So how does that work out for you guys with the ladies that you're dating? Do the ladies you're dating get mad because other women are still in your life? Uh, initially, but then after they, once again, they see the relationship, they be like, oh, I understand. Because they probably got males in their lives who, you know, I feel like, especially this day, it's kind of a little different because we we are like a different generation where we have a lot of people who are around who are not necessarily blood related, but we, they kind of been around forever, I think. You know what I'm saying? So, it's more acceptable for our generation for you to have friends who are not necessarily um, traditionally uh, your same sex. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't have a problem if my girl had a friend, somebody she'd been friends with for like 15, 20 years. I can't argue with that relationship. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's too cemented. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just, nah, I don't have no problem with those. And if you pay attention, if you see their relationship, I mean, it'll tell you right then and there what the nature of their relationship is. Is it something in there? You know what I'm saying? Maybe they just interact like brother and sister. Some people just like that. That's more where our high generation is. You know what I'm saying? So what happens if you if you if your girl is the type who's like, why are you talking to whoever on Instagram or whatever kind of bullshit this generation goes through? Once again, I, yeah, I let her know. I let her know what's up, yeah. And she can't accept the shit. It is what it is. That's on her. I don't stop being friends with my friends because you got them feel some type of way. I wouldn't expect you to do the same either. Yeah, I ain't say I ain't say nothing about that that other nigga y'all, you know what I'm saying? You claim you friends with. I don't say shit about it. Cause I don't care if you claim that's your friend, right? Claim. <laughs> I, I mean again, trust but verify, I guess. All right, trust but verify, but I ain't got them out there like the FBI seeking for this shit. If you lying, you lying. It's on you. That's your character. That's gonna follow you after I find out, you know what I'm saying? And go on with you for the rest of your life. And that's gonna affect you and the rest of your relationships. You ain't gonna be able to trust nobody because you all will fucking lie. <laughs> and you just gonna end up type of type of person who's like, I set my phone down and you, you end up off on the phone and all kind of no, nah, I ain't doing none of that shit. If you lying, that's cool. That's on you. Truth followers will come to the light eventually. And that's just gonna be more built on your character. You're gonna do further through life. So everybody know you do this kind of bullshit for so long, the next person you get with is going to have that same expectation. Scott? Yeah, man. Uh, I mean, we we kind of at that age, we've seen it play out. We've seen all the hot girls do all the hot shit, and now they're at this age, nigga, they can't buy a proper day. It's just getting niggas that want to fuck and want really nothing else to do with them. That's what you put yourself as worth. Yeah, by by the behavior that you had going on, you cheated on this nigga for this nigga and that nigga and that nigga. Ain't no nigga gonna take you serious when you're 38 now, bitch. Not at all. That's true. That's true. Ain't no nigga gonna tell you they gonna fucking dump you like you've been getting down for your whole life because you've been propagating it yourself, and now that's all you can get. They gonna you can run through. A, you can be a hot crew girl you want, but them niggas gonna fucking leave, and once you got down, they gone or they with their next bitch. You gonna be feeling some type of way. Especially if she's younger. Especially if she's younger. And she most likely always is. Because especially at the age we get is, I get, I, it's weird because I rarely get a bitch that's my same age. Either she's a few years older or she like five or six years younger. 
I get bitches who already got kids and got this shit already established, or I got bitches who trying to get this shit established, you know what I'm saying, of their age who ready to have a family. Pause. Go ahead. What's, what's, what's the age range that you can go to high, low tops? As far as dating or actually in a relationship? Both. Far as far as dating, I mean, I depending on how you look, I don't give a fuck as long as you ain't underage. Yeah. But as in a relationship, you at least got to be like 25 to say 45 for me. You can't be too old. I'll take an old bitch if you already got your shit together, but you can't be too old. You know what I'm saying? Because we all run to that same trial situation where we don't have too much that we can do in the future. If you already struggling just like me, you know what I'm saying? Now, in the future, when I'll be 45, I plan on having my shit way more together than I do now. No offense to nobody, but that's just on a personal level. You're a beautiful woman, you got something to offer somebody, just not me. And it be like that. Yeah, for me, it, it'd probably be the same, except for dating-wise, they, they, dating really don't have no age range, you know, you got to at least be 21. Because, I, I mean, I, I, I'm i cool with an 18-year-old or a 19-year-old, 20, but... Seriously? Most likely it's not going to happen, yeah. Yeah, at least I 21. Now, in the terms of a relationship, like somebody I'm looking to try to marry, she got to at least be two years younger than me to two years older than me. That's a short range, though. Yes, it is. But you got to understand, I'm 36. Two years see, older, two years older than me is thirty-eight. But you gotta look at. I see it like this. I can I'm tell you, trying, from, I'm not trying to marry no forty-five-year-old when I'm thirty-six. What about the two years younger? That's the problem. I got a problem with. Two years younger. That's that'd be thirty-four. I'm cool with that. That's. I feel like, like I said, yeah, the range be, of bitches. Yeah, I just seen younger, but in terms of like understanding. Uh, like a gen- generational understanding, uh, or maturity, or whatever. Yeah, she can be she can be thirty, but I'm just saying, for for me, in terms of a, of a relationship, I would like for. And I mean, when I say relationship, I'm talking about a relationship that will hopefully lead to marriage. You know, what I'm saying I, I'm not I'm not really one of those guys that's against getting married. I kind of do want to get married, and you know. Throw a ring on it, start a family, get a get a nice suburban house with a picket. Live the whole American dream. The whole American. I want the American dream because that's not something that I'm used to. You know what I'm saying? I'm not used to seeing marriages. Like, 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 no, no ring is the only two people I know that's within my within my demographic that I know personally that I'm married. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Everybody else is either separated or divorced or never been married. You know what I'm saying? You know, my, my big thing whenever I look at relationships, right? So, you know, I luckily enough, I've been with the same woman since my early 20s. And I'm lucky. I'm fortunate, right? And there's always two things that I say now if I was ever single, Lord forbid. One, I, I think I have to be loose in, my, in how I would age range it, right? So I figure five years below, five years above. Not too far, not anything crazy. But the other thing about it is, is this. I I like being married, 
And if I was single again, would I want to get married? Yeah, but I wouldn't get married again. I, I look at this just like it is a, a business. And, and me and my spouse have had the conversation like, you know, we're too deeply invested at this point to, to go our separate ways in, in time and effort and money and property. Ain't, ain't no way in hell people want to in, invest another X amount of years just building somebody up and then just move on to the next bitch. No, I don't know. If I'm going to get married, I'm a, I'm a, the, the person I'm married going to understand why we get married. I'm not getting married for no American dream because I don't believe in that shit. It's some bullshit that get you to believe just do all the shit. Now that person got to believe that too. We get married for the, the, benefit of it on a business level. You know what I'm saying? We can be married. We're going to carry on how we choose to carry on our marriage. You know what I'm saying? That's going to be up to us as long as we can agree on it. But I don't care about no fucking traditional relationship. That shit's bullshit. Most of this shit don't work out or they stay together even though they're doing all sorts of fuck shit to each other with no honesty or truth. Most of the time. Most, most marriages end in divorce because of that. Mm-hmm. So I'd rather just be honest with a person And if I can find somebody I can be honest with and keep it real And we work out how we work out Whether we be monogamous or not I ain't got nothing against either either or, or You know what I'm saying As long as we work it out between us And we got an agreement You know, we can work it out like a fucking business deal huh? I see it I mean, that's how it should be And I'm with you on that, I agree And they should understand that that all that's bullshit. And if it's not a business agreement that we, we agree that we love each other, but we also need to agree that this is an understanding of a business agreement. We make, we're going to use this to make a profit together. I need, I pretty much need, once again, that's why I end up with the Rangers of bitch. I end up with a bitch who already got her shit established or know what she's doing. Or I'll end up with a bitch who going close to her thirties, who's ready to settle down and get the same knowledge that I'm spitting out. You know what I'm saying? That's why I'd be like, Tron, maybe you need to look a little young because I promise you some of these 28, 26, 27 years old, they ain't already went through their little shit. They got fucked up families. You know how the family structure is. Mm-hmm. They already see what's up and they want something different. They want the truth. They want to be able to be honest with a motherfucker. If you dated a, a younger woman, Scribe, and let's just say you, you, you were casually dating a younger woman who was just, say, 30, right? 29, 30. And the the relationship is rock strong and solid, and you actually feel like you got love for it. You don't you don't think it could progress into you marrying a woman? Yeah, it can. Yeah, I'm not saying that I'm I'm avoiding thirty year olds or anybody younger than uh thirty four. It just it just it's just a baseline, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, for the sake of having a baseline, but I'm not going above. Two years older than me, in the terms of marriage, you know what I'm saying. I'm, when I'm 38, I'm not looking for a 40 year old. You know what I'm saying. When I'm 40, I'm not looking for a 42 year old. Because if I'm getting in this relationship with the hopes of getting married and starting a family, you know what I'm saying. I'm, I'm more about you know the most, the more fertility, the better. Mm-hmm. I want to hear something interesting. So we're not gonna say my friend's name, but y'all remember my 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 blue eyed friend in uh, in Augusta, right? Mm-hmm. All right. So you he oh. 
he left Augusta and he lives in on, on the West Coast now because I don't want to say exactly where he lives, right? And I'm not bad mouthing his choice in, in his spouse that he's currently married to because he got married about a decade ago, right? Congrats. Right, right, right about the same time that I left, he had got married, right? And there's a 10-year age gap for him. And not to mention the fact that a year ago, he had twins, right? So, you know, person person X is what we're going to call him, right? So person X has, has a 10-year gap. Older or younger? He's older. She's younger, right? Which isn't which isn't a problem, right? But person person X had twins with this young lady and he turns I, I gotta think about my age if I'm correct he turns 49 or 50 next year hmm. so you know I don't, it's it's not that you can't have the the range because they are a great family and she is great for him because sometimes they play out like that I, I agree my my only thing in, in regards to it was the was the children because you know by the time that he hits yeah. you know, 67, they're going to be hitting 18. And, you know, he's going to want to be active in their teenage lives. I don't know how much he's really going to be able to do. And I'm not knocking him. Well, see, if he, he keep himself, if he keep, keep himself in shape, keep keep everything together, he, he should be able to. Good. I, the only thing that, that made me question the whole situation was why with the age gap? Because, you know, we're talking about it now. I mean, sometimes it just happens to happen. He found somebody that was so compatible with who he is and what he was doing that the, yeah. the age gap didn't matter. I feel like when it comes with the age gap, it's the dynamic of the relationship. Well, I find, a, like I said, I usually date a woman. I'm like 33, so she'll probably be like from anywhere to eight to four years younger than me because one person is trying to learn and other person is trying, almost trying to teach you or catch you up to the game. And they can be with the female or the male. You know what I'm saying? Unfortunately, with the female, because of the age we at, we get an older female, she's not going to be able to bear kids. So that's the only one little thing. It'd be a little bit harder for you to bear kids. Is, but is it, is I've, had, I've dated women who are older than me, and we had that same dynamic of she has this wisdom, and I, I want some of that wisdom. You know what I'm saying? And that's what kind of made us attract each other. And vice versa, I have some wisdom, and then or she and she wants it. And that kind of made us to attract you to each other. So for the both of y'all, is is a woman going forward that you that you're gonna be with the potential to have kids? Is it a deal breaker? Because if she's like, I don't want kids, is it a deal breaker? If if if, if, if I'm getting in a you know in a if I'm going for a relationship and marriage, it'll be a deal breaker for me. It's a because deal breaker. Yep. I want I want to at least have one kid. I need I need at least one little trunk around here. At least one. At least somebody that, that I can look into and be like, yeah, that's me. So for me, it's 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 almost the same, but not exactly the same. I want to have kids, but it ain't got to be like my kids. I'm willing to adopt. I don't I don't necessarily care. <laughs> this this sounds fucked up, but don't take this the wrong way, nobody. I don't necessarily care about the gene pool. There's plenty of black people out there. We we all gonna survive. It's more about the mindset and the attitude and the love to me. You know what I'm saying? If I can keep myself going on through the mindsets of people and, and all that kind of stuff, that means much more to me than any biological trait that I could pass on. Because half of my biological trait, I don't even know what the fuck it is. <laughs> I really don't care to know. Because it's about the mindset. It's about 
the person in here. You know what I'm saying? I don't care if you white or black or silver. We can be similar people and have that same vibration. That's what it's about me at the end of the day. So I'm, I'm willing to have kids and or adopt kids. If I was rich, I'd probably have my own kids and adopt kids. Everybody get treated the same. Not damn right. Yeah. If I was ever single again, you, you know, I'm the oldest out of the group. And I do see myself if I was single, but it, it would have to be within the next two years. So it's pro- it will probably never happen. Thank God, because I don't want to be single. But whatever woman I was with would have to at least entertain the idea about having kids either through us having kids as a couple or adopting. I've had the conversation with this, with this spouse I'm with about Mm -hmm. the fact that I still feel like I have things to pass on. Like, you know, the, the lovely young lady that I got in there is pretty much at the point now where she's absorbed all the knowledge she can absorb from me with the exception of any mafia ideas that I got for (laughs) So it's going to be on her to, to learn the street side because she's never had to be on that side. But if I have any more kids, I would try to make it a little bit more of a mix of the street smarts mixed in with the book smarts. That's about it. Yeah. So with that, the last thing I want to talk about for today is Dave Chappelle <laughs> and, and not just him talking at his old uh, high school but the overall thing that happened with him and Netflix. So who don't know about what happened to Dave Chappelle? All of us. I've seen the uh, comedy special. I watched the closer. I I think all of us as as black people, as certified niggas, at least in this group, there's us three, have watched the Dave Chappelle shit. We know all about it. Yeah, for sure. And, And does anybody think what he said in his special is incorrect? He wasn't wrong. No, he wasn't. He lied. For anybody that's listening, I just want to give you the baseline, right? For those of you who are listening to this or or maybe watching it on YouTube, number one, before you read any opinion about it, go watch Dave Chappelle's special on Netflix, The Closer. Matter of fact, all of his Netflix special actually just flew into one fucking piece. And the thing that he said in the special was that all of these different groups and communities want to be upset and up in arms when you still knocking on black people for anything that we do. And Dave Chappelle didn't do anything but tell the truth in the middle of his special about his relationship with the trans community, his relationship with the LGBTQ community, people who personally attack him. And then you guys take from all, I say you guys meaning the media created this this atmosphere of oh Dave Chappelle is anti LGBTQ and that couldn't be farther from the truth because a, a, a gay person in the club swung on him he couldn't defend himself that's because that's the that's the hot take from it is that somebody thought they were bold enough of the opposite sex to put put their hands on him and he defended himself yeah see what I really think the Dave Chappelle thing is about is. The uh the trans community is trying to piggyback off his fame and success to elevate their own agenda by attacking Dave Chappelle, knowing that he's uncancelable. You can't. Are cancel- you trying to say that any 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 news from it helps them? Is that what you're trying to say? No, it's more. It, it feels more like a grift. 
It's more like they're trying to fundraise off a controversy. There's not really a controversy, but they know how to, you know what I'm saying, gem up these tensions and these feelings to, once again, get that bag. They're already talking about, you know, where maybe they should donate the trans causes. So they did all this just as a ploy. Yeah. Oh, for sure. It's a, it's a ploy to get people to feel sympathetic so then they can then donate to whatever cause they want people to donate to and or they want Dave Chappelle to donate to the cause. See, this reminds me of the situation with the baby. Right? Remember when the baby came out and he made them comments on the, on at, at, at the concert and the gay community got mad at him and they tried to cancel him? But then they came back with an apology, but they came back and accepted his apology or gave him gave him the, the clearance. But all that was predicated on the idea that they thought that the baby was just gonna pay his way out of the situation, which he never did. Hmm. And they wanted they wanted the baby to be a quote ally. The same thing they tried to do with Dave Chappelle. They wanted Dave Chappelle to be an ally. Which, if they paid attention to the fucking special, he is. But see, by ally, it's not, they don't mean like in a, a financial ally. Sense. They mean a financial ally. They mean, hey, we need your money. Or and or they were trying to uh, use this as an opportunity to coerce Netflix into um, putting more money into more trans entertainment. Or, you know, more trans shows, get more, get, get more of the trans writers and actors and actresses and producers and directors a job because I'm pretty sure most of these networks and streaming services and channels and corporations aren't, ain't, ain't really trying to do a whole deep dive into the whole trans community and put everybody that, that considers themselves trans on. You know what I'm saying? The truth of the matter is it's not too many you know, trans actors and actresses out there. Like I could, I could probably count on five. I count on one hand and still have fingers left on the trans actors that I know that I've seen on you know TV and stuff. You know, it's the chick from Orange Is New Black and uh, Elliot Page. That's it. That's Only all I know. Ellen Page. Who the fuck is that? Oh, uh, old, Ellen Page. Old, old buddy from um, Umbrella Academy. I guess that's the, the most recent thing she, they she, did. He, formerly she, was in X-Men. She was in the movie Juno. And when I say she, I want people to understand I'm talking about Ellen Page before she transitioned. So Ellen Page was in Juno and was in X-Men. You got to watch in, yourself. got to watch yourself. You dead name it. I'm dead just I, I, I'm you calling by the dead name because I'm referring to the person that was before. You dead and naming and you misgendering. You know when what? Sh- they cancel you for that now. Ask Dave Chappelle. Look, I just want people to understand. I'm talking about the person from before. By the way, your words yeah. is violence right now. No, <laughs> your words is violence. You got nobody, your nobody on here is anti-LGBTQ or anti-trans. Listen to him. He just sound like he got hate in his heart. No, I take that. I take that back. It's, it's three. It's three trans. Actors that I know about, because I have seen the uh, the reboot of Saved by the Bell, and they got a trans girl on there. 
Haven't watched it. Love the original. It's not that bad. The new one's not that bad. You know, it just don't have no 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 screech. Unfortunately. Right, did he say something racist? Or he died. Now nah, he died. <laughs> they had a memorial for him on the, on, on the beginning of season two, but continue. So, I my thing about when when the media is talking about the Dave Chappelle issues is I, I'm I'm not too much about talking about how news stories portray most stuff, but this is the one that really just garbage just pisses me the fuck off. It's so garbage because it's like y- y'all want this to be something that it, it's not so fucking bad, and I can't understand it. Like. It's because how can, you, how can you watch his special and and not understand what he was trying to say? Because like, the, the majority yeah. of the people that was criticizing the special never actually watched the special. They watched clips on like YouTube or Twitter or something, and then they formed their opinions based on other people's opinions and got themselves riled up. When in fact, the people who were actually in charge of trying to cancel Dave Chappelle was only trying to do it to boost their own agenda. They had they they didn't really care about what Dave Chappelle said. That's why they didn't have to watch the special. Oh, sounds like you're talking about 47% of America. Pretty much. Shit, most of them, when it's some conspiracy or some bullshit going on with the people that work at Netflix. Yeah, so, those, those are just people that was just trying to grift off the fact that, there's a, that, that there was fake controversy about Dave Chappelle's special, and they were using him to further their own agenda. Yeah. So... The, the thing I don't understand, because I didn't get the opportunity to look at, at the story, and maybe somebody can enlighten me. So Dave Chappelle, was it this week, at the beginning of this week, went back to his old high school, had a Q&A, and they're trying to run with the story that, oh, the, the young kids, some of the young kids in the audience wasn't feeling what Dave Chappelle's special was. But in all honesty, if any kid in there watched that special and disagreed with it, they didn't watch it. Well, they were too young to understand or comprehend. Even though he, even though in the special, he made it pretty simple. It was pretty simple what he was talking about. Mm-hmm. But you know what I'm saying? A lot of times these kids, they get influenced by what they read on social media, what they see on Twitter and TikTok and all that stuff. And then they get riled up for no reason. Because if they watch the special, the special was mostly just a tribute to his friend. Yep. I, I, I truly believe that the story about this high school thing is overblown because oh, a, a, a lot of the kids, they say a lot of the kids, and it's probably like three or four kids in there just going off because it's what teenagers fucking do. Teenagers are going to be angsty any goddamn way. And then, of course, they're going to be, you know, super political because that's that's pretty much the most of what the media is. So you got to understand, a lot of these kids, they ain't grow, they ain't grow up with Dave Chappelle. Right, they don't. They don't know how much of a goat he is. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They they probably have never seen you know Dave Chappelle comedy specials, or they never seen the show. They don't know nothing about his Rick James bitch. They don't know nothing about you know um, Clayton Bixby. They don't know nothing about you know the nigger family or none of that. So they don't. <laughs> they don't even know. They don't know anything about him pushing the envelope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, they don't. They don't know that Dave Chappelle is like probably one of the most super liberal comedians out there. Super liberal. You know what I'm saying? He, his his comedy special before that was literally a whole comedy special about the George Floyd killing and mm-hmm. Black Lives Matter and all that stuff. Yeah. 
they're allowing they're allowing the media to control how they feel about a situation based on what the media tells them. That goes back to what I've always been saying about the media in these podcasts. Even even the the the, the Kyle Rittenhouse thing, the uh, the Almond Arbery, all the way to into you know, speaking of Dave Chappelle, Juicy, Juicy Smollett. In this situation, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's people out there that really think that white people ran up on him, ran up on on Juicy Smollett at, at, at two two thirty. Yep, Dave Chappelle killed him. You cannot call him Jesse Smollett no more. It's Juicy nah, Smollett. Not at all. Dave Chappelle yeah. killed him. You know what I'm saying? Nobody believes that at two thirty in the morning on on a very cold Chicago winter that he was outside going to Subway to get a sandwich and got attacked by two people who, two, two MAGA, Make America Great Again, people who not only knew who he was, but have actually seen at least one episode of Empire to know who he, to is. Know who he is and to actually call him Empire nigga fag. Come on now. The, the whole story is, is bogus, I hate to say, because, you know, my, my blackness don't want to let me talk bad about this man, but how are you going to know who he is at 2.30 in the morning in Chicago on a negative degree night, you know he bundled up. He's bundled up like this. So, so how the fuck are you gonna see this man to know that it's juicy small ass? You don't. Hey, and then, hey man, you know that show then, you love Empire. It, it's that finger boy right there on it. And then you have to have you have to have intensive knowledge of Empire to even know who he is. So that means you have to know what Empire is. And I'm pretty sure ain't nobody wearing a red MAGA hat have watched any episode of Empire, a show that was created by a black no, gay man. No. No. None of that. None Do you know of that, any none of that characters? Do you know any co-characters that's on the ranch? Tron, do you know any co-characters that's on the ranch? No. I don't even know. I don't even know. I don't even know what that You're is. Talking about the Netflix show, the only reason I, I know it at all. It's because uh, uh, Danny Masterson, who is in the process of they're trying to cancel him, but he's a Scientologist. It's not even going to happen. You you haven't even heard about that Danny Masterson case. That I don't know who the fuck that is. Exactly. Danny Masterson is that guy from that '70s show. So so what, it make, so so would it make sense for me to walk up on him at two thirty in the morning <laughs> in a dead cold of winter in the middle of Chicago and say, "Hey, you wrench." You ranch honky fag. <laughs> like really? I ain't no ease. <laughs> like really, that don't make sense to me. That's By the way, crazy. anybody that's listening to this or watching this on YouTube, we're not bad mouthing anybody from the LGBTQ community. We're just saying the transcript of what Juicy Smollett said. Man, I'm bad mouthing the lying ones. <laughs> yeah, we got a big gay. Yeah, we got, got bad. We got, I don't care. We got a bad what, mouth him. We got. I don't to. care where. You like to stick your dick at. I don't care where you like to put it, where you like to intake it at. It's about your character. All right. If you if you're a lion ass hole, you're a lion ass hole, no matter you your uh uh gay your preference. Yeah, it don't it don't matter. You're lying. It all the same to me. And me calling you a lion ass hole does not mean I hate women. It don't. It means I hate hoes, which can be men and women and everything in between, apparently. You can be lying ass whole transvestite. You know what I'm saying? It's possible. You be lying ass whole bi- non-binary. You could be yes, yeah. <laughs> exactly. 
Look, you can be pastafarian for all I goddamn care. <laughs> Just don't be a goddamn liar. Lying ass, whole pastafarian. All right, fellas, I, I I thank y'all for uh for doing the podcast this week. Appreciate it. Just want to check in on everybody's mental health real quick before we get off here. I'm gonna start with Scribe first, but I'm pretty sure you're gonna tell me y'all mellow anyway. No, actually, I heard my my week been kind of rough. Actually, oh, tell us about it. Oh man, it's been a rough week. Been broke. Mm. Had no money. No weed. Mm. Barely had cigarettes. I was going through it. I learned I learned some new things about well, it ain't really new, but I learned some things about myself. Which is? I realized how much my mental state is dependent on smoking weed. In a positive or a minus? Really a minus. Because now I, I don't I don't normally talk about this. And this probably be the first time any of y'all probably have even heard it, heard this because I usually keep, you know, my mental status, you know, under lock and key and just play it off. But the truth of the matter is, is that I suffer from huge depression. And the only thing that keeps me sane is getting high. I mean, it's it's no shame in saying that. I mean, it, as long as when you say you're high, you, you're talking about smoking marijuana. I don't. Yeah, marijuana helps. It's been yeah, see, proven to help. See, 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 for years now, like at least thirty years of my life, I hear I hear a voice in my head that tells me every negative thing about me that constantly plays in a loop. And the only thing that can quiet that voice down is the weed. That's why I have such a huge dependency on it. Because when I don't smoke, the voices get louder. Now, the question... I was I was gonna say you know now the question would be, is how do we progress from from this moment? I guess I don't know how. That's the thing. I've been dealing with this for the past thirty years since I was six. Well, you know what I'm saying. I, I I'm, I'm when every time I say you know I'm doing all right, I'm okay. I'm really not. That's I, a- I really, I've really been battling this for. The majority of my life. Tim, go ahead. And, you know, no, I don't want to cut you off. I want you to go ahead and get finished getting out what you got to say, Tron. And uh, I guess, I, well, what I, what I was just going to finish saying is uh, that, yeah, that um, the, 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 the negative voices that I keep hearing, you know, of course, it's, you know, just my own voice, my internal monologue. And the only thing that quiets that down is, is, is the tree. Without the tree, it gets louder and louder. It, it gets to the point where I can't really sleep. I can't really eat. I don't tell people this, but that's, that's, kind, of, that's kind of a one of the main factors of my weight loss is that, you know, like, the longer I go without smoking, the more and more depressed that I get. And sometimes I can go days without eating. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes I go 
days without sleeping. I barely slept last night. You know what I'm saying? Cause I ain't I ain't had nothing to smoke. But I didn't go to, I didn't go to sleep last night till like four in the morning. And then I had to get back up and you know, get up, get ready to go to work and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times it kind of like kills my my motivation. Cause sometimes I just be sitting here in, in silence. And and like I said, this this is really like the first time I actually talked about this ever. You know, I don't I don't have a therapist. I don't go to therapy or anything like that. You know, I my ther my therapist is, is is Mary Jane. You know what I'm saying? I don't I don't pop no pills. I, I barely drink. You know what I'm saying? Like this the same, this the same bottle from like two episodes ago. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? That's two weeks. It's the third week of me having this bottle. And I still got drank left. And it's the little bottle. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I, I, I don't know how to solve that problem. I haven't gotten there yet. The, I would say the first step in, in doing anything is talking about it. And yeah, that's, that's what I'm trying to do now. Somebody, this, this last, this last thing I got left is either talk about it now or go another thirty years, and then when I'm sixty, I'll probably get more extreme. And somebody who I worked in the mental health field my past four to five years now, and I've seen a lot. And you know, I would say I, I ain't gonna say I don't go through it no more because I feel like depression is a lifelong disease. But I suffer from depression too, my own issues, and you know. But seeing real, I don't say we don't what we, what we suffer from ain't real, but seeing super debilitating um, mental health issues, mental health issues, and depression issues made me better. It made me more categorize what I'm going through, and seeing that the line between me and being me being me and me being one of them ain't that fucking thing. You know what I'm saying? It ain't that fucking thing at all. It's a real thing. Excuse me. It's not that much of a difference. So realizing that you have it is the first step. Accepting it is the second step. And after that, it's just doing something every day to remind yourself of your status and how you can do move forward. Because even with everything I do, I work out and I do this and I, I stay way more positive. Even seeing it firsthand, I still have some days where I'm, I'm a little bit down. But I accept it. It is what it is. I know I'm going to be down today or I'm going to be a little bit down. I'm not going to have as much energy and tomorrow's going to be better. You know. Charlie, you play ping pong? No. All right, so that... Ping pong is pretty much like tennis. You know, you, you volley back and forth. And that's kind of how I feel like depression is at times. Sometimes you're going to be up and you're just going to be serving that depression away. And then sometimes that depression is going to get served back to you. And I think for me, I, I tell people you have to recognize like what the steps is for you, right? So I'll give you an example for me, right? Because I'm a pretty happy guy now, but because it's 2021. Right before the start of the pandemic, which happened at the beginning of 2020, 
I, I would say from literally January 2020, going back about three years, I was massively depressed. And when I say massively depressed, I was one of those cats that, you know, like, yeah, if y'all remember, I you couldn't keep me in the house because I want to go out. I want to go do something. I want to go shoot ball. I want to go play video games with the homies. I want to do stuff. I didn't do any of that for about a good three years. I went to work, came home, kissed my wife, got in bed and stayed in bed. I didn't do anything. Didn't play no games, didn't go play ball, no nothing. And then finally, once I started realizing close to the end of 2019, I was like, okay, I'm not happy. I'm not doing the things that make me happy. So what do we do? And if it finally took me saying, okay, I sacrificed a little bit of money, found a better job, made myself a little bit happier, started going back to doing some of the things that made me happy, playing little games, going out and shooting a little ball, found out that I needed to exercise a little bit more to keep my mental health a little better. And all of those, those little tiny things start working. You know, you, you still have those days where you, where you might be somewhere and you're like, damn, I do shit today. But then you, you also have the, the other days where you're like, well, I didn't do shit today. So let me get off my ass and go do something. And that's, that's just the mentality we got to have. You, you literally got to fight it every day. It's like, I don't like compare like this. It's like being a crackhead. You don't never stop being a crackhead. No, never. You got to fight it every day. You got to be proactive. That's why I love getting up and going to the gym and doing different things. And if you just sit there and allow it to take hold, it's like on your first day you feel bad, and then you go a few more days like that. That's because you, you can't, you're not fighting out of it. And it's, I, I feel like a, I see, I work at a mental institution in Augusta, Georgia, which is mostly white people, right? Stay in the CSRA. But it's mostly black young men our age in there. Suffer from depression, suffer from this issue because they got the same issues that we deal with. Broken or uh, very dysfunctional families, feeling alone in the world, feeling like you didn't live up to what you want to do in life. Half of America is dealing with that shit right now. And I can't I can't give you my experiences. Every time I get a little bit depressed, I start thinking about oh, I don't want to end up there. <laughs> I ain't one of them niggas. Yeah. And I get up and I get up and I go fight. I ain't one of these niggas who, who, who are out here who are going to be taking this kind of attitude end up in that place like where I used to work at. And once you end up in a place like that, you always go back. Your life is well filled. You think you're getting bitches now? You think your life is sad now? It's almost like um, seeing hell. I seen hell. I don't want to go there. I don't care how bad shit get. All right? I'm going to rethink my way out of that shit. Fuck that. You know what I'm and saying? There's, there's something I want you to think about, Tron, in, in regards to anybody that might be listening, talk, talking about maybe we're skipping over chemical dependence in regards to, to how you feel. And maybe the fact that they're thinking chemical dependence is the reason why you're depressed. Any, anybody who tells me that marijuana won't help a situation in terms of depression and weight loss and all that hasn't done enough study and hasn't done enough research. And you just want to be negative. Like is marijuana the end all be all to make you better? No, but marijuana can help you in your situation. And in the days where you don't have access to it, those are the days where you got to be like, okay, I got to be more proactive in some of the stuff that I'm going to do today. You just got to get your ass up and you got to get moving mm-hmm. and until so you can get to the next step. Yeah, and, I do and, that. I, I do. I do that. It is that while I'm doing that, I'm hearing this repeated loop in my that's, head. That's how it's going to be. 
And That's I, right. I'm, I'm telling you, I go through it too, bro. I'm, I can tell you, I, I went, I was, I still, like I said, I still suffer from depression. When I, when I was in my twenties, I hanging out with y'all. I mean, I went through a lot of shit. Last shit, like, you know what I'm saying? You can't even talk about it. I can't even, I didn't even realize it until I started working in a mental hospital and just evaluating myself. You know, I had, a, I got serious abandonment issues, okay? All right? We, we can start, we, you know, we can go down the list, list of clinical issues that I, I can probably get classified as because of my own shit. But you got to look at it as in, hey, it's going to be there. No matter what happens, I ain't going to ever have a relationship with my father. The people who I cared about, they ain't going to ever come back. No matter what, even if I, 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 I do the worst, even if I get mental health, it's still going to be there. So what can I do now to make that difference? I can't get rid of these bad feelings, but I could use them as a motivation in a sense. And they're going to suck while I'm doing it. I get up and I go to the gym. It sucks. Not just physically, but mentally. Because I'm already talking myself out of doing a good job. You know what I'm saying? And I just, you know, I'm I'm already feeling inadequate. I'm already feeling like I'm behind. I'm, I'm too old, wait, late doing this. And all these other kind of feelings. But you kind of fight your way through it. And before you know it, the voices slow down a little bit. And also do this. You, you, you like what you like to help you plan for it. I'm a nigga without a job right now. You know what I'm saying? Shit, I'll make sure... How my life go, I, I make sure I got money for this and that. If yeah, I can't get it, I'm going to figure out a way. That's what I'm saying. This week, I didn't have money. Shit, that's nigga, I, was, I, I, I couldn't, I ain't had no money. I start going to the plasma center. Fuck. And I, I don't care. I went to the plasma center today. All right? I did, I did everything I could possibly do, and none of it worked. And essentially... For the most part, I just been sitting here just trying to fight it. The fight itself wears me out. The fight, the fight, the fight itself. That's that's good. Takes me out. You, you'll watch, you'll watch um Hunter X Hunter. Yeah. So you remember when they had just the they just the whole day aura when they first were trying that shit, they get tired just from doing that. It may, you don't realize it, but if the more you fight, the stronger you get. And sometimes you still gonna lose. But overall, now you building processes and all this, you know what I'm saying? And, That's what I'm saying. I've been I've been doing this for the past thirty years, and you have to continue to do it. Unfortunately, until you're sixty. Yeah, I know. Just accept it. I it's have. Like being, That's what I said. I, I have accepted. It. I'm just saying this. This is what it is. That this this is me accepting it. I'm saying, with, with, without the without without the weed or anything. Uh-huh. The voices are just so loud and so debilitating. I still get up and go to work. I still get up and try to do whatever, everything I need to do. And yeah, it still sucks. I'm just saying that it sucks. Yeah. Unfortunately, the position in life that we in is going to suck. So, Tim, what about you? How was the week, man? Um, man, I've been good. Like I said, I had I, I had a little. I wouldn't even say I was depressed. I'm more just feeling unmotivated type thing. But well, I'm motivated. 
same reasons, feeling um, inadequate and feeling like my plans ain't going to come through. Um, it's been a weird year where I feel like, like I said, part of my depression is I always lose. No matter how hard I work, no matter what I do, I'm going to lose. But this past few months, I've been somehow winning. And it's still going. And it's kind of weird. And I, I don't know. I just get randomly unmotivated for, for exactly no reason. I just think it's just part of my anxiety and part of my depression. You know what I'm saying? Feeling that pressure of, okay, I got shit coming up that I need to do. And I'm going to get it done. And it's just part of the stepping stone of getting stronger. And then part of the stepping stone to getting where I want in life. You know what I'm saying? Um, having my knee being fucked up was almost, a, once again, it seems like the worst things that happen to me usually end up being the best things that happen for me. And I'm just trying to keep that energy. My knee being fucked up allowed me to learn so much about myself to put myself in different positions that, I'm, like I said, I'm finna get a job that's a whole lot better than anything I've ever worked before. It's weird. Last time I got a way better job, I was in a fucked up situation, ended up coming out on top. Now I'm in another fucked up situation. It seems like I'm going to come out on top again. So I'm kind of diving into that, making sure that, you know, I stay focused on that and just being grateful that finally all the losses are adding up. I lost so much that I know what to do now. And every time I believe myself, no matter if I'm depressed or not, and I feel like I know what I'm doing, I end up in a better position at the end of the day. And it's, it's funny. It's weird. Never had this in my life where my my actions directly made a difference in my life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's more of me trying shit and it don't work. Now I'm trying shit with a little wisdom and it works. I'm, 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 it, things are paying out. It's always I'm weird trying, when, when, when maturity and wisdom catch up with you. Yeah. So I'm in a really good state, like on all fronts, you know, besides money. But even with that, with all, all situations coming up, I'm not even worried about that. You know what I'm saying? If, you know, I, if everything go right, I'll be starting a job at, uh, I don't want to name the place, but I'm starting a new job on the 13th. Funny. You know what I'm saying? I literally quit one job because I didn't feel like I was good at it. I just feel like something else was going to come on a Friday. And then that next Monday, I got an opportunity for a whole better job. Cool. You know what I'm saying? Just going with the flow, doing what you feel is right. And taking all the losses and putting in the wisdom. You know what I'm saying? Instead of just going by what I would usually do, just try to do the right thing. Fuck that. Work the angle. Try your guts and see what happens. And, you know, that's what put me in a better position in life. And to a point where, you know, hopefully I can sustain this and keep going forward. Well, for for me, in terms of my mental health, I'm I'm actually pretty good. I don't really have any complaints for the week. I pretty much coming off of Thanksgiving, going to, to this work week. I, I'm very blessed in, in what I do because almost 90% of the time I'm by myself. I don't have to work with anybody. It's just me in my office by myself. And then every once in a while, I'll have some, some people that I have to work with because I can't see what I do. So, but my, my week's been pretty chill. The family's been good. And I think the only big thing to to take away is that I know that next year's coming up and I was just telling myself to just make sure that I'm grateful for what I got, but look for the opportunities that I have. And that's about it. Yeah. 
So, Toronto, trust I just me. want you to go ahead, Tim. I first say, trust me, be grateful for what you got. Just think about, you know, all the people who are dealing with issues and who aren't fortunate enough to handle them like we can. Because people who dealing with the same issues you got, Tron, who ended up in a way worse position. Uh, almost feel yourself as lucky. Yeah, you I know do. what I'm saying? You, you, you have the opportunity to do something to about it, even though you've been dealing with this for over 30 years. You know, the interesting thing about you talking about it is the fact that me knowing you, I, I just know that for you to talk about it is something that you already dealt with. You're like, well, this is the week and it's over. No, no, I'll just let, I'll just let you know that last, that, that week has been rough. It's mm-hmm. been one of the rough ones. It's been one of the rough ones. It, have, it happens at least, you know, once a month, really. It used to be more often, but well, I don't. I don't want to end the end our podcast on a sad note, but it is a sad podcast. It is, but I will. I will. I will end it on a happy note. That's here. Be patient, folks. He's bringing it up now. Yeah, man, we got that. Got that Patreon coming. Space Age Digital Podcast Patreon. That's right. Yeah. That's right. We got we got we got membership levels. We'll go ahead and break that down to y'all real quick. We got a five dollar tier. We got a five dollar tier co-producers. A ten dollar tier. Ten dollar tier producers, and a twenty dollar tier executive producers. With the five dollar tier as a co-producer, we're just gonna thank y'all by giving y'all access to some of our exclusive content and videos we don't have on other platforms. Also, your name would be listed as co-producer at the end of the videos on the YouTube videos. You know, five dollars you get exclusive content, you get your shout outs, and you get early early access to the uh, episodes. Now, for the ten dollar tier, you'll be a producer, and with this tier, you get all the same stuff from the previous tier. Then you get exclusive digital downloads, and you get even more bonus episodes. Like those mental health talks. And, and you know, of course, you get, you know, listed as a producer at the end of the video. Now, for the $20 tier, you know, for you ballers out there, you'll be an executive producer. You'll be an EP. And you get all the previous um, benefits. But then you'll also be able to um, ask us questions. You'll be able to, you know, request topics, voting power, all that good stuff. So, you know what I'm saying? If you think you got a topic that you want to tell us, go ahead and be an executive producer. Holler at your boys. And you, too, can be a part of the sad part. But hopefully we won't make you sad. we make you glad. Mm. And also, don't forget to hit that, uh, hit that YouTube up. You know what I'm saying? We got to get the subscriber count up. Come join us. Hit that subscribe button and uh, hit the bell and all that good stuff. Give us a like. Like, share, favorite, subscribe. And you know, of course, 
We got that Twitter. You know what I'm saying? Come holler at us. You know, at, at the Sad Podcast One. You know what I'm saying? Go ahead and follow us. Space Age Digital Podcast on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Sad Podcast One. Duh. Sad Podcast One. Don't forget the right. duh and don't forget the one. Holler at your boys. All right, folks. All right, talk to y'all in the chat, man. Folks, thank you for coming to another sad, sad podcast. Super sad. What up? With y'all laughing ass. Gonna be sad (laughs) with us. See how sad I sound right now? It's because I listen to the sad podcast. Thanks a lot, folks. Have a good one. (laughs) <laughs> all right sponsor us diddy Ciroc sponsor that's, that's a little ass bottle of Ciroc so you got a little kid bottle full size yeah it was, it was a lot more expensive than I thought it was too how much that little bottle was and that's a $20 bottle man fuck no <laughs> all right all right All right, y'all. That was just another sad podcast brought to you by Cash and In Services. Once again, hit them up. You want some tight ass beats like the one I'm finna play in a few. Also, man, don't forget, man, hit hit, hit that Patreon up. Hit us up on Twitter. You know what I'm saying? All the links will be <clears throat> all the links will be somewhere. But it is what it is. Enjoy. Catch y'all. Ne- catch y'all on the next one. I'm out.